I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? This is Codependent Content, a podcast where my partner and I discuss the TV shows, movies, and video games in which we've formed an unhealthy relationship. My name is Matthias, and my co-host is Shannon Riley. Join us each week as we try to make sense of the media we continually give our hearts against our better judgment, and commiserate with us as we struggle and fail to let go of the characters, stories, and worlds that we are entangled with. Because just when we think we're done with content, it draws us back in. Welcome back to Codependent Content. Matthias, how you uh, how you doing today? I'm doing okay. All right. It was a busy weekend. It was a busy weekend. What'd you do? Uh, we've been, I was making a video about stuff for my YouTube channel. Great. Different from this video. Plug, new follow content. Matthias on YouTube. <laughs> well, uh, we are here gathered together on this wonderful Monday to discuss episode three of Yellow Jackets. Thank you so much for being with me this afternoon. Now, I have to ask. Yes, you have a question? Sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. Uh, I have to ask, who do you think the queen bee is in our household? In our household? In our household. It's a cat. It's Ariel. Why would it not be? It's definitely Ariel. Who else would it be? I don't understand, Shannon. No, I think Ariel Pick a is harder good. question. Okay. What part of Jackie would you have wanted to eat? Would you would have been like Thaisa eating the face or would you would have been down on like the meatier parts of Jackie? Shannon. What? <laughs> not eating Jackie. I'll eat Jackie and I would I'm go ben, for her quads. I'm Ben and I'm not doing it. It's just not just not happening. Do you think we're priming Ben to be the next uh the next victim here of the of the vicious monsters? Good, good question. I do. I don't know. Okay. Anything else, Shannon? <laughs> I have a lot of things. Okay. What? I don't know. I just, you're jumping right into it and I'm not, uh, there's no, nothing else and no introduction, no nothing, what's going on. Hey, I introduced who we are and I introduced what we're doing, right? What more, uh, what more do you need? Um, well, this is codependent content. If you are new here, uh, we do record this live every Monday. Uh, we can be found uh, on social media, mostly under our personal usernames because I don't feel like setting up new codependent content ones because <laughs> why the hell should I do that? Um, and you can watch this on YouTube, you can listen to this on Spotify, or you can find us on TikTok talking about all the things. Where Shannon, Shannon, we have gotten a lot of feedback on TikTok from our first couple of uh, Yellow Jacket posts that we went have. went kind of... Um, I don't like the I don't like to use the word viral anymore, but they were more popular mm -hmm. than than the typical TikTok post, right? You know, right? Uh, and some of them involved theories. One of them being a theory about uh, Sean Shauna's possible daughter mm -hmm. slash. Now we know from this episode, possibly son. You know, I guess mm -hmm. that was maybe rumored. No, we, we never really knew. You right. know, uh, the gender. Um, and uh, the other one being, you know, is. Camp Green Pine, uh, the actual wilderness, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and people are mad, Shannon. I, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of understandable if you're coming from here's here's what I'll I'll own up to. Okay. Right. We did not go back and rewatch 
season one. No. And there's a lot of things I realized I've forgotten about season one, and mm-hmm. I really should have done more research, I suppose, before going in and asking stupid questions like, is Callie the one that was born in the wilderness? Because it wouldn't make sense. The sure. age just, uh, the math doesn't uh, uh, pan out. Right. That's, that's, that's on me. That's fine. Okay. I should have known that. Um, that's okay. Here's, here's what I want to say, though. Okay. I don't want to defend our things, right? But we're not a theory podcast, I want right. to say, Shannon. No, I don't think we I think are. we're here to just talk about our feelings, talk about what we're getting from the show and these characters and the story and how it affects us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and at the end of the day, we don't browse the Reddit boards. We don't go and look up other interviews to figure out what people are saying, things are doing. Mm-hmm. That's not this podcast. Right. If you're looking for that kind of podcast, I suggest definitely going and seeking those out. One of the ones that we love to listen to, and I've mentioned, maybe not before here, but I've definitely mentioned quite a bit, is uh, the Ringerverse mm-hmm. or the House of R, uh, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Yeah. It's still kind of untitled, but it's Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. You can find their podcast on The Ringer. The on Ringer. Spotify. And it's the Prestige TV podcast. Well, they have multiple ones. They right. do the Prestige the TV, title. but they do a deep dive called The House of R, which is, I think, I believe, the Ringerverse feed. There's different feeds. But their Yellow Jackets one is on the Prestige TV podcast. Uh, I don't think so. but uh, I'm literally (laughs) looking at it right now. (laughs) Um, But we'll agree to disagree. Uh, They have like three different podcast feeds, and I'm I'm pretty sure it switches around uh, quite a bit. But here's here's the thing. They have, they are really well versed in looking up things, getting into the details. They're journalists. They've done the interviews if they're not actually, you know, reading the interviews. That's a really good resource if you want to do that. We don't do that. So all the people in the comments talking about interviews, things that people have confirmed on Reddit or not on Reddit, that's not what this is about. You know, we don't look at those things. We are trying to talk about what we see and what we get from the show episode to episode Mm -hmm. that and that said a lot of times people get a little frustrated because we're talking about something that was revealed in the next episode we don't know that yet when we talk about it so we're gonna we're talking about episode three that's what we're doing here right um just wanted to confirm that that's what we're doing if you want us to look more into stuff and do more research and that's what you want feel free to let us know Email us, codependentcontent at gmail.com. What do you like about our podcast? What do you want to know? Again, this is not a defense of what we do. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be clear, like, what po- what you're getting from this podcast. Right. So that, and, and especially what people want to get from this podcast, mm-hmm. if there is something. you have anything else to talk about to say? Things like that? Yeah, just keep getting in those uh, TikTok comments. I love hearing everyone else's conspiracy theories and things that... You know, we might have missed or it's really fun to hear, you know, not just your perspective, but everyone else's too. Yeah. Um, I don't. Let's see. So there's a couple. So maybe I guess to remedy a few things. Um, Callie is obviously not the daughter from the wilderness. We get it. We don't know what happens to that baby. I know a bunch of people think they know what happens. We don't actually know. You don't Until know. they show you in the show, we do not know. Right. Uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, the wilderness 
probably is not the same as Camp Green Pine. Right. Uh, we now know that they travel to and fro from there mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot more often than we think. That said, we don't know if we can trust Lottie's story the last time she said she left Camp Green Pine. Very true. We don't know what that is. There's a whole lot of things about that that feel like it was kind of fudged. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not the driving overnight thing. So if she if that is true, then right. you know, then it's in upstate New York. We get it. We get it. <laughs> we get it. But that does not mean there's not a thematic reason that it looks very similar. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pointed out they're all filmed in the same location. Hey, great. That it's makes technically sense. Technically not wrong. Then it does look the same. Right. So we're not wrong because it <laughs> is the same. So eat that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else that I missed in terms of like what people have been talking about and what they've been wanting to hear? Because we've been getting a lot of requests about things that I feel like we haven't mentioned. Do you recall anything? <sighs> I don't know. Sure. Uh, I did get an email from a fan. That's what I'm going to say, which is really just my friend text messaging me. He, okay. he wanted to know two things. Well, he wanted to state one thing uh, uh, in regards to how the body would smell. You mm. know, So under the right circumstances, like these, a burning body could smell the same uh, as a pig on a roast, which is sort of what happened versus an exploded body smoldering in warfare. Shannon's right. The extreme hunger would win most of them over. Still feels like an opinion. No sources. I'm going to ask you to source that thing because. (laughs) But it is probably different. I get it. When you're hungry, skin probably smells uh, just as good. But I mean, I don't. Okay. They they left nothing on that body. No, they put that shit clean. That that seems ridiculous to me. (laughs) But we're not. Suspension of disbelief. It's fine. Uh, Okay. Number two. Why is no one talking about how Travis isn't specifically angry at Misty for poisoning everyone on the shrooms, which directly led to his brother's disappearance? We know everyone's mad at Misty. Right. But I do think that is really interesting that Travis does seem to um, not take out his anger on, but... uh, the the one who bears most of the brunt of like his mm-hmm. kind of anger and frustration with having lost his brother is Nat. Yeah. As opposed to like Misty or anyone else who kind of pushed him away. And it was, was it Shauna who told him to leave? I honestly uh, don't in remember. In that state, I, uh, we saw a flashback and I, I want to say that, that that was it. But um, it is, they do kind of, gloss over things for mm-hmm. writing purposes. Everyone else is dealing with their own stuff. Um, but yeah, like Travis doesn't get angry. I don't know. Sh- do you think he should be angry? Do you feel like there's a, the, that they're miss, missing something here that he hasn't, that we're placing the blame in the wrong places? Or I don't know. Maybe we see that Travis is like immediately empathetic. That's one of his key characteristics. He mm-hmm. even extends empathy to Shauna where everyone else is like, Oh, she's doing weird shit. And he's like, she's grieving. Like, you mm-hmm. can't be judgmental. Um, I can see maybe it being breast aside like that. Like, he knows that, you know, Misty is her, her own version of crazy. But, you know, you can't just hyperfixate all of your negative energy onto one person because it's, I don't know. It's not not Misty's fault, but like, it's not Misty's fault. That he's gone. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the things in this show could be considered Misty's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I guess technically. Um, But, you know, I guess that's one of those things where, like, well, you start blaming 
Misty for one thing, and then you start blaming. Well, who got it, like what happened before? Yeah, so, and then who you are know, you? Who are you blaming for the? Uh, you know the the plane crash in general, right? Um, so we've addressed some feedback. We've gone mm-hmm. through some things. Um, before we get delve into our review, um, something I forgot to do. We should do because this is codependent content, and as usual, uh, we're watching more content. Uh, then we are actually talking about mm. uh, at this point in time. We would mm-hmm. love to talk about everything. We just can't. And in true fashion, Netflix decides to drop an entire season, mm. a series in one season in one go. I still hate that. <laughs> it's another reason why it's really hard to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. I feel like Netflix is dying because they don't allow the things, the people to like start talking about it. Mm-hmm. But that said, we watched Beef. This weekend. We did. With um, Ali Wong and Stephen Young. Mm-hmm. And amazing. Wildly amazing good. Amazing show. Uh, I don't know what I expected, but it was more than I expected or could yeah. have expected. Yeah. Um, definitely, if I have a top 10, and then maybe we'll do a top 10. If yeah. we have like a top 10 at the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think beef is is going to be off of it. It's going to be near the top. And yeah. It's probably going to stay there. Yeah. Um. Uh, great Asian representation to me, uh, specifically the fact that these characters didn't necessarily need to be Asian. They were just human mm-hmm. characters dealing with human things. Mm-hmm. There are some like Asian in jokes. A lot of it I got. A lot of it I didn't get because I'm not completely Asian. Only half. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did love the fact that the Filipinos were protecting Isaac <laughs> in jail and they were afraid of the fucking Filipinos because you should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh just kidding. It's a, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> anything you uh, you want to say about beef, Shannon? Just uh, almost exactly what you said. Where I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that, and I'm so glad. Um, I was immediately hooked into the ride. I think that the performances were really strong. The chemistry was palpable between uh, our two opposing uh, forces here. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was a really interesting, deep look at just all the all the like baggage of the shit that we hold inside of us and how that can taint and tarnish everything around us. Yeah. And then being able to patch over that it's too like, and heal it's it. It's our own baggage. It's uh generational trauma. It's the things we do to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not it's it's not always just about how it affects us. It's how we affect other people because of it. And mm-hmm. everyone in these people's lives, the two main characters are affected by what happens and a lot of direct actions. The thing that broke my heart the most, a uh, spoiler, a tiny, tiny spoiler I want to talk about, because uh, this is the thing that broke my heart the most was when uh, Stephen Young, Danny, uh, threw away his brother Paul's uh, college application letters mm-hmm. to keep him close. That was a thing I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. And just like a very small, small, minor moment um, and just broke, broke me. Yeah. Um, so sorry if that's a little bit of a spoiler, but the rest of the series is definitely worth like checking out. And Absolutely. I just, uh, that was a thing. And an interesting look at like evangelical Christian um like church because to me it's like they didn't they just represented it as it was you Mm -hmm. know and it was a good i guess for me as growing up evangelical christian every time we like throw um christian 
uh, churches or things in media nowadays, there's some sort of it. They try and paint it as weird or culty or mm -hmm. other things like that. And this was none of those things. It was just someone went to church. He was really affected by it, mm -hmm. and it made sense. That's that's what happens when that when you that is a part of your life, mm -hmm. you know, and you've lost it or you've gained it. You know, religion, spirituality is a big part of a lot of our lives, you know, and to me that is what church has been in the past. And I yeah. just love that like little depiction of it. Um uh which is to me worth mentioning. Sorry if anyone out there doesn't like Christianity. I get it. <laughs> uh church is is hard, has traumatized a lot of people. And one could be said that there's a lot of that also probably in the show as well. You know? Sure. But um it wasn't about that to me. And I think that was just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um what else we we Started Dave. Dave is back. Season Dave three now. Uh, still a weird show. Uh, <laughs> still super weird. Opposite end of the spectrum of of uh, what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, but weirdly, I guess profound, but also not at the same time. Like I have no idea. <laughs> it's just it's a fun ride. Yeah. It's and you know whatever you take from it is where I think the depth really comes yeah. from. I think it's oddly cleverly written despite the fact that it's also kind of stupid and mm -hmm. i don't know how that dichotomy makes sense but mm -hmm. it's not stupid and it's also not uh the last of us if you will oh my god <laughs> what can compare shannon look nothing <laughs> um well, do you want to talk about the thing that made you cry the most this weekend no no yeah i Why do you, yeah what made me cry the most this weekend that would be no, uh, no succession. succession episode four, three, three, three. Episode we are three. only three episodes in and you're already bawling. Oh, man. You want to talk about fucking acting masterclasses? We just saw four incredible performances. I yeah, that. Oh, my God. That show. I would not give a shit about that show if it wasn't for the incredible acting talent that comes out of it. I really don't think it's it's written very well. It's also really pretty. But um. What's that other one that we were watching? It's about like Wall Street people and industry. Younger. Industry, yeah. Uh, you know, not perfectly the same, but kind of in this in the same vein. I don't really care about industry basically at all. Respectfully, I'll watch it because it's not bad and it's interesting while you're watching it. But Succession, like I I care about these people and they're bad people and it's a pain in the ass, but it's just so well done. And so well acted. And I am very upset about last night's episode. <laughs> uh, we won't spoil that one because that one just came out yesterday. I know a lot of people are still catching up on it. But just be prepared for the unexpected. It's a it's a wedding episode. So that's all I'll say. That's all you need to know. Um, a joyous occasion all around. I think that's it. I think we've talked about uh, everything that we've been watching at least in the past week. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's been a busy weekend. Um, but we did have time to uh, get through Yellow Jackets twice. twice. And I think, uh, let's go ahead and talk about it, Shannon. I think so far, uh, this is my favorite episode of the season. Not saying too much. We're only three in. Okay. Uh, but this is, I feel like, again, to me, I, I think where things are finally starting to roll forward. I'm trying starting to see where the themes are in terms mm -hmm. of these characters and what they want to explore, things like that. Episode one and two should have been combined <laughs> is it your favorite episode because we got to spend time with Elijah Wood? Of course it is. But 
I mean, I think that's just, that's, well, honestly, like, there's a whole lot of other reasons why yeah. I think I just felt more engaged with this one. Mm-hmm. But yes, if it if they just wanted to do Elijah Wood and uh, Christina Ritchie throughout the rest of the season, that's it. That's the show. I could care less about anyone else at I- that point. Uh, this is this is such uh, such a fun dynamic finally mm-hmm. to see it play out, and I don't care if like he is wants something else or if anything else is going. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter because I think Misty's caught off guard. I'm caught off guard. We we love Elijah Wood. She might love Elijah she Wood. She also loves uh, Elijah Wood, and uh, he loves her. I don't. I don't fucking know. Or he he wants more. Or he's a cop. Actually, I don't. No. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. It doesn't matter because I think that their dynamic is the best and I hope they stay together forever. Um, <laughs> what is your what are your thoughts, Shannon? What do you have any general things? Yeah. Um, this episode was not uh, the strongest to me, even though we've only had three episodes. I'm starting to feel the weight of... Um, like almost being obligated to check in with every character every episode, even when there's not a lot of forward momentum in their storyline, which isn't the end of the world. But like I felt that lag this week. And I'm also noticing a discrepancy between uh, in the 96 timeline, the Yellow Jackets that have been really fleshed out. That's the characters that we spend the most time with. And then the way that some of the other characters are coming into play, because as we shine a light onto a wider cast, uh, like I'm seeing some of those holes and some of those. Uh, like flat choices too. So that was just something that I like noticed this week. Mostly it's the pacing with feeling obligated to check in with characters when not much is happening in their immediate story. But I mean, it's it's still good. You know, I still got a lot written down and I do still like it more than the first episode. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I just feel like the first episode was setting up episode two. And now I feel like this episode is setting us up for something bigger in episode four. So I feel like every other episode, I'm kind of like setting up and then getting the payoff, setting up and then getting the payoff. And it's a weird uh, wave to ride. It's still a very like slow thing. There definitely is like an exhaustion to how many characters uh, that we're juggling. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, this is not. um, I mean, (laughs) in in terms of like they were did a really good job of juggling each character, making every scene count, especially Mm -hmm. in those early seasons. And this... I think we're we're technically only juggling like four main characters and we've introduced like two more kind of uh really uh main characters in terms of mm-hmm. the back and forth, right? Yeah. Um but then we're going it's six-ish characters and two timelines. It is a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot to fit in into one hour, and especially when not a whole lot happens in in right. that whole time. Right. You know, so you gotta make everything count. So there's Sometimes they're definitely like things that we still want. We want to move faster. And there are things that we're like, I could, I could watch more of this. Right. You know? Um, and they don't always find the best ways to kind of intercut them either. You know, yeah. maybe that's an editing pacing thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, but that said, I still think there's still a lot more here. Yeah. Again, when I said it was my favorite so far, that wasn't saying too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't the last of us. I say let's start with the cold open first before we go character by character. Okay. Nat is looking at the remains of what happened last night 
And Taisa walks out and she is baffled, confused. What is going on? What happened to the body? Mm-hmm. Um, that this is that was a that was a traumatic moment for me. Like I didn't. You just kind of assume. And I assumed, I was like, we're not going to talk about this. Like, no mm-hmm. one's going to talk about this. There's an unspeakable vow or 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 whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. says, like, hey, we're just going to, the elephant's in the room. We're never going to talk about this again, right? right? Um, and then to have a person who not only, like, you have to explain what happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also explain to them that they were part of it. Mm-hmm. That. That was actually quite shocking. I didn't expect that. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't expect that. And how traumatic that would be to not. I I don't know who's more traumatized, like Taisa for having to learn that, or like Van and Natalie for having to say the words. Yeah. We did it. You know, mm-hmm. it did feel like it came easier to Van than <laughs> than yeah. I expected. But I guess to me that would be like really really hard to admit really really hard to say yeah yeah what do you think I wasn't I didn't think that it was like other Taisa that was at the feast I know I wanted it to be uh like regular Taisa and this moment was fine of her having the revelation that she yet again has done something in a sleepwalk state that she has no recollection of but uh I also kind of wish we would have gotten to see how Taisa responded the next day actually without the trauma of like stumbling upon what you've done with no memory. I feel like I kind of would have liked to see her sit in that and navigate it with the other girls instead of them having to like shed light on it for her. Yeah. Do you, if, I guess if that were you or I guess just in terms of uh, Thaisa, mm-hmm. do you, did she do it or not? Like in her head, did I do this thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a, the other me that did it, mm-hmm. do I ever claim that I, I'm i the one that did that? Or, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't a part of you. I feel like this can drive a wedge, right? Between yeah. Thaisa and the others. This can be a thing where Thaisa will be like, no, you guys did that. I didn't do that. That right. was a different thing, you know? And right. then where the other one, the not Thaisa, will want to try and start taking more control because mm-hmm. that's what it wants. You know? Yeah. That's really interesting. That's really dark, too. I just, we know that when she sees, like, the marks that she leaves on Van from being tied up together, mm-hmm. she's like, I did that to you. Van's right. the one that's like, no, no. And I feel that Thaisa does feel the immediate guilt and responsibility, yeah. even when she's not in full control of her actions, because we she, we see that she is very, uh, like, textbook kind of capable, put together in her normal waking life. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there's something that's outside of her control, I think is something that really weighs on her and she will take responsibility for it because it is a part of her, unfortunately. Do you think that she has any more or less guilt about what they did to Jackie at this point? I think she is processing guilt in a different way because she has to do it in the light of day. Mm -hmm. She didn't even, I'm so sorry. She didn't even get to enjoy the moment of, of like satiating that hunger and also uh, being in a group. I feel that you, you have this like shared trauma, the shared misery of at least you're not alone in like what you're suffering and what you're processing. Whereas with Thaisa, she doesn't even remember 
being part of that group, making the decision, enjoying the meal that they were gifted. She literally just has to deal with the fact that I don't remember eating my dead best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably just a different, a different type of guilt process. Yeah. I, I can imagine that it'd be a weird kind of dichotomy in terms of my, when I think back and I can't remember that moment, like Mm -hmm. I don't feel as guilty because I don't know what you're talking about. I don't feel like I was a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that could explain why she feels, I guess, I don't, I don't, she's not the most put together, but like she's a senator and like besides the, you know, the sleepwalking, killing her dog thing, Mm -hmm. there's a, a part of her that's like, she's managed to, uh, get past this and mm-hmm. not let her trauma confront her. And I wonder if this is a part of that, you know, like this other person ends up protecting her inadvertently from having to deal with that trauma. Yeah. yeah. And could be some version of like a, a trauma protectant. Mm-hmm. Like when you go through bad things, then you can repress memories. Like this might even be a version of that, if it's not something like mystical and exciting, it could also maybe scientifically be explained. And like she's having different psychotic breaks because of trauma that she's been through. Mm-hmm. So dark Thaisa is still just Thaisa. It's just a part of her that she refuses to look at and acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think that is almost more interesting than the idea that she's being like that her strings are being pulled by this like mystic force. Um, because then that would, that would give her more agency too. And you would have to just confront like whatever that trauma is that created that. I don't know. Just spitballing, you know? Sure. Um, let's move on from the cold open. Then I want to talk about Ben. Cause I feel okay. like again, um, even though he gets a little bit more, mm-hmm. this episode still pretty useless. Ben, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> so do you think we're, we're priming him to become the next, uh, the next feast? Feasty no, boy? I don't. Oh. Cause I don't, I don't think they're ready to like make a decision to like, unless he just outright dies, you know, like mm-hmm. this is the thing where they're going to have to kill him or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's it. You know, well, I, I think just, that's definitely easy, starving, right? I think that's like an easy way to like, look at it. And that's what he's scared of. Mm-hmm. That's a so it's an easy conclusion to jump to. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't think we really don't know his fate right now. And mm-hmm. I and I I don't think it's going to be as simple as like he's the next one that they eat. Yeah, I don't think they're like they're not full on like cannibalized no, cannibals. They are not like savages <laughs> kind of thing. Like I don't think that's that's a thing. You yeah. know. In fact, I think that would be the the fear, and if anything, we're gonna set up where he's he's gonna die by other means in some way. Yeah. If anything, and and they're not probably not even gonna be able to do anything. They might even bury his body. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but right now, there's, I mean, there's definitely no. I guess for me, respect for him in terms of like what he's like doing. You yeah. know, um, I understand his fear of the girls mm-hmm. like i mean that was i mean clear from the moment they landed you know and mm-hmm. he lost his leg and he couldn't really do anything and then mm-hmm. he was very bad at just leading this group in general mm-hmm. like yeah i'd be scared or like well in a tribal situation 
you know, you are valued by what you can provide to the group. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their um, purpose or their role, as Natalie would say, well, what exactly is Ben's role, right? right? So in that sense, like if you don't have a role and you're not doing anything, then like, yeah, you can be ostracized. You can be like, like whatever, like you're going to lose out in some way. And I think if he refuses to become like a part of them, that's also just a thing to be like scared of, you know, it's going to be food. And I mean, that's what happened to Jackie, wasn't it? Like she kind of got ostracized because she wasn't providing anything, you know? Yeah. Um, And so like, if Jackie's not safe, then neither is he. Yeah. Neither is Ben. Um, But yeah, what do you think is kind of going through his head? Throughout the this episode, and these flashbacks and this. Well, right now, I, I think it's he's starving and he's scared, and I'm interested uh, how what what plays next now that we know uh, how this episode ended, which I know we'll get to. But it literally looks like he's like waiting at death's bed, like he's just dissociating on this bed, withering away, hasn't eaten, and I don't know how long, and he's. Really coming to the term, coming to terms with the fact that he's living the worst version of himself right now. So of course, I think he's just flashing back to uh, how different my life could have been if I would have made the choice to, uh, like, accept myself, move in with my partner instead of this. Right. I think he is, like you said, coming to terms with those things, but also. With these flashbacks, there's something there that what I'm getting is that he is losing himself out here mm-hmm. because what was his identity before and like what is his identity now? Mm-hmm. And to me, like he's completely lost himself, right? He's no longer even a coach of a soccer team, which was the thing that he made his identity, mm-hmm. right? And he can't be, he's a closeted gay man, so he can't. He, he doesn't even know what his identity was there. Mm-hmm. And so now he's out here and there is no, who is he? You know, if you're not a soccer coach, if you're not like you're, you know, a man in love with this guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you can't even admit to those things, then, then who are you? Right. And yeah. so he's the one that as the oldest of this entire group had a career, had a whole, a, a lot more life to live through than they've had, Mm -hmm. you know, he's struggling with the fact that like, well, now what am I, you know, and what am I going to become? Or am I, if I get out of this, what am I, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he actually had, these girls were already, were maybe going through like, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to pursue? Where Mm -hmm. do I want to go? And he was already doing the things that he thought he was wanting to do. He was so committed to mm-hmm. taking the girls to nationals and stuff like that. But now that's not even, that's the least thing in his mind. But also, like, what do you have to, I guess, live for? Like, why did you not l- live for what you wanted, which is the person you love that you could yeah. have moved in with, all those kind of things? Yeah. And I think that's, you're right. That's apparent by the last little, like, vision that he has. Um where he imagines what life would have been like had he made the other decision. We talk so much about acceptance and rejection with this show. And we see with his partner that he was in an area of acceptance where his partner wanted him to move in. His partner saw him for what he brought to the table. I think his partner saw potential in him 
in different ways too. And the fact that he was like, no, this is the, this is the safer option. This is the option that makes more sense to me. I'm going to continue to be a coach, go to nationals and do the ABC that I've set my life up to be. And now as all of that deteriorates away from him in the wilderness, he's just like, man, I, uh, I made the wrong, made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And that happens. Um, yeah, I don't know that there is much more, I guess, to say about that that I'm, I'm getting, but okay. Um, let's move on to, do you want to do, what do you want to do? I have the least on Nat. Okay. We had the most on that before, I believe. Yes. Yes, we did. So let's uh, let's move on to to Nat. A gentle, a gentle Nat. Um, Why do you think? What is Nat? So there's more going on with like a uh, younger Nat, I think, than older Nat. This episode, um, mm-hmm. and at the very beginning, like she just got Travis back, right? In terms of what she wanted, you know, as I said last week, her coping mechanism, whatever you want to call it, her mm-hmm. friend, her lover it's like he's he's there for her now right mm-hmm. as long as he believes Javi's dead great then uh she has him she can go hunting with him do whatever mm-hmm. but then she says like no i'm gonna do this on my own and not pushes him away but decides to do things without him right you know why do you think that is i think there's just a lot on her plate right now she's dealing with the fact that she lied to him and also that their sex was weird, but also trap. Like she doesn't have him completely from Lottie. He's still like in line with Lottie. You know what I mean? And I think she's still seeing that and coming to terms with it too, because she told him this huge lie thinking that it would kind of solve the Lottie problem. If you want to call it that. And it hasn't. He's still like ready to buy into whatever Lottie's saying. And I think Nat's just dealing with a lot of big emotions and the way that she deals with her emotions is by avoiding them. So it makes sense to me that she's going to do the thing that uh, she likes to do, which is to go out into the wilderness and do a task. And and she's going to take it upon herself to, you know, take Jackie out to the crash site. Mm-hmm. And out at the crash site, she sees a uh, white majestic moose uh, and tries to shoot it. Uh, fails, it runs off after defending itself, attacking her, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we know from other, I guess, materials, this isn't the first time we've had like a white antlered, mm. you know, thing in mm-hmm. our media, uh, usually as a sign of a vision. Last time we had, um, it was uh, House of the Dragon and Young. Yeah. Uh, What's her name? We have so many names within There's our shows uh, that like when we get back to that show, I'll remember all the names, Raina? but I'm forgetting it. Yes. Raina. And, she, you know, she sees the white deer. Um, and that's like a symbol of like, I guess, maybe royalty, maybe kind of like a rebirth or whatever. Right. I don't really know. There's I don't think a white moose has any sort of like symbolism. Say, I Googled it. You know, the first thing I think of is like, oh, no wonder they can't find any game because everything out here is probably like adapted to the winter and they're all white right or whatever but also like these you know white is still kind of kind of rare yeah. you know um do you think that thing was real is my first question because and you know not like a practical effect but like was right. it a you know or did, did she, she just see imagine it, it? Yeah. i thought i thought it was a vision 
for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. I thought she imagined it. Uh, maybe specifically because we haven't been able to find game in X amount of months that they've been searching. So I don't think she would have just like meandered across this moose. Um, but again, I didn't Google like what, what moose even represent as like spirit guides or like as visions, but I would be interested to know now to see if, if I do think it's a vision for Natalie, what does it actually represent? Yeah. Well, the, she, the moose shows itself right after she says like, maybe you're the reason we'll survive the wilderness Mm -hmm. when she's talking to Jackie. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so glad we didn't get ghost Jackie, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, that would have been too um, much. But, uh, and then the moose shows up, right? Mm-hmm. So it is like, is that, you know, Jackie, you know, supernaturally, you know, mm-hmm. like saying like, yes, like you're going to be fine. You're going to be forgiven. You're going to be like, you're going to survive and more is coming, you know, mm-hmm. or is that the wilderness or is that just, is it just a moose? Or is it just you a know? moose? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it runs off. Uh, we don't. Does she ever make it back to the cabin? And she does. She does make it back to the cabin. Yeah. I just I couldn't remember. Yeah. I, I'm i surprised she didn't just go searching for it, you know, because that is like that is right. much hardier than Jackie was. Right. Uh, um, like track that thing. Um, but she didn't want to. So it's, <laughs> so I guess I wonder, like, did it really happen? Right. Or not? You know, right. Uh, might not be the last time we see that moose. So we're on Moose, moose Watch. watch. Um, and then adult Nat faces another moose uh, in the name of Lisa, uh, who <laughs> forgives her, uh, doesn't forgive her. What? <laughs> I was trying to segue, Lisa Shannon. Lisa the moose. I can make this work. Uh, you just got to be it. with me. I'm here. Um, you know, what's the... Is she forgiven uh, by Lisa uh, as she was with the moose? Or what do you think is going on there? Is that just a ploy by Lottie? What do you think is happening? I would love to know what uh, Lottie's endgame was there. Why she put those two specifically into that situation. I was thinking it's a question I have written, but I haven't actually come to a conclusion of why put Nat and Lisa in that circle. Um, I think Lisa is... Fine. I think she's drinking the Kool-Aid. I think she buys into like all the uh, personal and spiritual practices they're doing at this camp. And I think it's a very authentic response from her to be like, yes, you're forgiven. I understand Mm -hmm. because that's the teachings and that's the way that we do things. But like, what did Lottie, what was Lottie expecting? Good question, Shannon. And I'm glad you brought that up because we've, again, as we mentioned, got a lot of people telling us that like Lisa is not who we think she is and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's maybe, but she's definitely important. Wouldn't you say I there's would something say, going yes. on here? Um, do you still think at this point that she is possibly Shauna's old wilderness baby daughter or, or no, are you off that kind of, kind I'm, of train? I'm not hundred percent off of it. I don't know if you're going to mention that like someone on TikTok like randomly said that maybe it's, like Nat's baby. And honestly, I could probably buy into that too. Um, Could be Lottie's kid. Who's to say? I have not given up on the idea that somehow Shauna's wilderness baby makes it out. And I still have not completely bought into the fact that Shauna's wilderness baby uh, 
of the of the gender of Shauna's wilderness. Well, let's baby. let's at least entertain the fact that this might be Nat's daughter, mm-hmm. and neither of them know, right? Mm-hmm. So there could be a version. We know Travis makes it out. We know Nat makes it out. We know Nat's probably not going to keep a child, but there's probably not any, uh, you know, abortion happening, you know, out in the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. And there's also, I don't, again, we mentioned unless they have like a suitcase full of condoms out on the plane, uh, they are the only two having sex out there, right? Pause on that. Doesn't Ben have an ass load of condoms? He did give some to, but uh, you know, we're not, I, how long are those going to last, Shannon? <laughs> uh, please tell me. Entertaining the fact yes. that here's what I think could happen, right? Mm-hmm. She comes back. She gives up the baby for adoption. Lottie eventually tracks down the baby, takes it under herself because it is a wilderness baby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this one has a nose ring. She's got some like scars or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like she's she's edgy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who's the edgiest of our little girls? Natalie, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, where's where does she get that anger from, do you think, Shannon? Oh, maybe being like an orphan... And also her, her mom, who has also some fucking anger maybe. things, you know. Yeah. So there's a there's some connections maybe to be made there, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's true. I don't know that there's any evidence of it, but I can see that happening. Yeah, Lottie would be the only one to know in right. that theory, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa and Natalie don't know, right? Um. So may if that's. An, is that an adequate answer to what is Lottie's endgame? Yeah, Possibly. it's an interesting theory for sure. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, well, that's a that's a thought. All right, uh, so we might, we've entertained it. You happy TikTok? W- Thank wilderness, you. wilderness baby. <laughs> Could yeah, that's that's interesting. I can can I Google what moose? Let me Google what what moose symbolism is because ooh, a court. Okay, uh, what does a moose symbolize? A white moose can symbolize fertility and prosperity. Fertility. And who saw that moose, Shannon? Nat did. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Okay, but moose can also mean uh, like traditionally endurance and survival. I guess that makes sense. Killing a moose is supposed to be bad luck. All right, I'm not getting a lot of... uh, Concrete evidence here, so I'm gonna just put that phone down. And- Good job, you Googled. Uh, so that's a, that's what we have to say about Nat. Yeah. Um, let's move. Let's move adjacent to Nat mm-hmm. and go to Lottie. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's here. Let's just talk about the the antlers in the room. Um, uh, or the antlers above the door. Mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still under the impression that the antler queen is Lottie. I don't think that was ever a question. <laughs> I think it's like, right. can it be clear? You know, mm-hmm. uh, they got rid of the bones of Jackie. So no, I don't think that's, I mean, unless they go dig that up later, who, to, who the heck knows? Right. Right. Um, are, do you think, do you still think that Lottie is the antler queen? Yeah. I didn't really have a, of a big like mystery box guess on who the antler queen is. I think Lottie's a great guess, especially for now. Um, and the fact that we keep seeing antlers every time she's in the frame of something or apparently above her home. So I think that's a good, a good guess for episode three. 
Sure. I I could have leaned more towards Shauna at some point for some reason or whatever. Yeah. But um, I do think that, yeah, like the antlers are a pretty clear sign that they're not hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, or it's just another red herring. I don't think it matters. Who cares who the antler queen is? Yeah. They all do some uh, fucked up shit. But well, hey, that's just I mean, we can't not talk about it. Speaking of uh, her little cabin thing. What was that blood moss about? What are you talking about? Uh, you mean when she killed the chicken and then blood just went like dripped onto the log and the mossy log? Is that what that was? Yes. It seemed like a lot. I don't know. I thought I just thought it was weird because it looks just like the blood we see la- like later in the episode. And yeah, it's all fake blood and they made it the same. But um, I just thought it was an interesting shot to linger on as a way to like transition to the next scene. I just wondered if it gave you any sort of weird vibe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, let's talk about her vision. Cause really she doesn't, besides doing her, you know, mm-hmm. wuxia stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, she's, she has a vision of her bees, uh, dying in front of her and then, and, uh, blood in the honey. Um, one of my favorite beers from Texas is called the Blood and Honey, and I really miss it. Um, I don't think it's made out of uh, blood and honey, but I, it tastes really good. So <laughs> just made me nostalgic, and now I miss it. So if anyone wants to bring me a Blood and Honey uh, for Christmas or anything, please do. Uh, that said, what do you... <laughs> it, I think this is the first time she's been having visions in a while. Because mm-hmm. this feels weird to her. You know, besides the last time when Travis, uh, you know, died, died, um, she clearly had a vision there. And I think mm-hmm. that's where things started. Something's happening. That's why she was yeah. keeping on that. That's why something else is going on. I don't mm-hmm. know why now. What do you think is the kind of symbolism here? You know, you know, you can't escape the wilderness. It, it might be a you can't escape the wilderness thing. Maybe it's time driven, like. Oh, the reunion's coming up. It's been 25 years. Like, things get uh, unburied after a certain amount of time. I'm really not sure what the what her vision of all of these bloody bees is supposed to be about, except for the fact that we also pair it with her earlier monologue to Nat, mm-hmm. which seems uh, uh, to, to be vaguely disguised as she's actually talking about the yellow jackets. Like she's describing the hierarchy of like, Oh, the queen bee. And then when it hatches, she kills all the other ones. And you know, we work together, we huddle around the queen bee. Uh, you do what you have to, it's nature. It's not, you know, it's not violent. It's not malicious. I'm just like, okay, so there's something with bees and this woman right now. And I don't, I don't understand. I'm recalling. I don't remember. Maybe you will, or maybe someone else that's listening will have to remind us is there there was something with spirals before right in the wilderness did they like run into something that was like circular in fashion or something before or am i thinking of some other property i honestly it was reminding me of the white walker fucking symbol oh yeah maybe that's that's so um but i don't i mean i'd find it interesting that she planted that if that is a thing you know that she made it like this symbol with the bees and stuff you know i in terms of like that's maybe her way of showing like this is where we get our life you know maybe um because as we know bees pollinate our produce and our Mm -hmm. and our 
gardens and things like that. And that's how we live. If we lose the bees, we all die. Right. Right. Um, or we don't have uh, food. So maybe there's an importance there. But I was I but I was also curious, like if that symbol is not good, if it's not been good in the past, mm-hmm. then like why even do that? It seems like a place where things like that would happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know what she's doing with her, you know, weird seances and burying people and whatever. Yeah. We haven't seen anything besides just, you know, wellness circles and right. and, 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 and chore lists. Yeah. And um, therapy sessions. So not exactly sure what else is going on out here, you know, which I assume is why Nat is staying because she's also like, what the heck is going <laughs> on here? You know? Um, do you want to explain to everyone uh, what uh, what is was the phrase? I think it's Ilva de Son. Yeah, and she hallucinates a woman asking her that when she's mm-hmm. really asking. She wants to go to lunch, and I Google translated it like a bitch, and it just says uh, he wants blood. Ooh, which I think is interesting because then there's your there's your blood in the bee hive. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vision is not like any more of a message than what that is, that he wants blood. Um, but upon my Google search of Ilvo de Sant, uh, a review came up for the seance episode from season one. And that's how season one ends, is with Lottie screaming that over and over again. Right, I don't just, recall. Yeah, yeah, just to tie the threads together, that this isn't the first time that we've heard the term he or it wants blood. Mm. Um, so that's that's exciting and interesting and weird. Thanks, Google. Sure. Uh, it wants blood. I think the, whatever the it is, the wilderness. Um, yeah, ominous. Very mm-hmm. ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, is it following them, you know, or is cra- Camp Green Pine in the wilderness? Who knows? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, I, uh, I know, and this is jumping into... Uh, Misty just briefly, but the fact that we, uh, she gets the clue that, you know, the purple people use their credit card to buy a soda and the credit card traces back to, uh, Cherry Corners, New York. I'm like, okay, everyone that yelled at me on TikTok that it's in upstate New York. I get it. Let me have fun though. (laughs) Um, so I guess that would track and now I'm excited to see, you know, as, as more and more of our main cast all convene into one location, I'm excited to see what sort of fucked up shit goes down at uh, Camp Green Pine. Sure. Uh, I have one other thing with Lottie, but I'm going to save it uh, for our conversation about Shauna. So let's yeah. go to Misty okay. real quick. Um, uh, best best uh, <laughs> part of the series That's so great. far. It's so good. It's such a amazing interrogation, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. They don't really learn anything. We don't know anything about, um, we did confirm that, uh, that was not his mother. Um, right. uh, and, uh, makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But we also confirmed that he is uh fucking rich. Uh, cause yeah. he's got a boat yeah. and he's got plenty of cash. Why do you think that is? <laughs> oh, why do you think he's rich? Yeah. I did not think that far. Why do you think he's rich, Matias? Is he not rich? Is he uh, is he just an FBI actually an FBI agent and uh messing with um with Misty? No, I And I, he's government funded, you know. I hope he's not government funded, but no, you're right. He, he does Does just he say, actually like, have hacking skills or does he have resources because they can do whatever the fuck they want and they're the FBI? 
Yeah, I feel like if he was the FBI going undercover as not FBI to go undercover as FBI, that would be like too many hats for me to put on. So I don't want that theory. I don't want him to actually be government funded. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I understand that he has money because the boat, uh, although for a brief moment I was like, how do I even know that's your boat? Cause it was your mom. Like I can see him. Well, he did. He said though that he has the cash, you know, for mm-hmm. things. So we, we can still assume that he's rich. He doesn't have a problem. If he's a reliable narrator. Money. Sure. Cause he could be. So, uh, that brings me into a point I want to talk about, uh, at the near the end of their meeting that day, he mentions that uh, maybe he's just a bored Moriarty looking for his Sherlock. Mm. And um, I like looking at the dichotomy of Moriarty and Sherlock because I see them as two sides of the same coin. Uh, maybe one just a little more nefarious or like dark coded than the other one. Uh, I know that Moriarty is a consulting criminal to Sherlock's consulting detective. And when he said that, I was like, oh, he just gave us a little clue into. Like his backstory, maybe there is darkness here. And the more I sat on it, like I think he might have it backwards. And I think maybe he's the Sherlock and Misty is the Moriarty because Misty is what, as we know, like wild. She's crazy. Yeah. And I know that, uh, you know, both Moriarty and Sherlock use like acting and manipulation tactics. And I think this ties back into watching Misty floor all the girls with her amazing rendition of a monologue from what was it? Steel Magnolias or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I almost feel like that's a moment where Misty realizes like, Oh, I'm a, like, I'm a good actor. And like, I can, I can use this to my advantage to like win people or sway people's opinions or get more information. So it would be cool if adult Misty feels that way too. Although you can't think uh, he believes her for a second when she's explaining why she's downvoting his posts about Adam, right? No, for sure. I think I'm, listen, I want him to be citizen detective um, Elijah Wood and then for him to like find out things mm-hmm. and then be on her side. You yeah. know, like I want that. To, I'd, I'd like, it's it's um, dark and weird and, but it's great. I love it. You mm-hmm. know, I want that. There's, but there is not a, a part of me that doesn't, like think that she does the acting thing, mm-hmm. you know, as young Misty. And I think great performance. Young Misty is doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. If she can get that Christina Ritchie smirk down, that little then side, she'll be, yeah. then she'll be even more amazing. Um, but the acting thing to me is like one shows us like she loves putting on these personas. Right. And we can never fully ever trust what, she's doing or who she's being or what she's kind of right so that Mm -hmm. leads us into like a different territory right but then i know it's like you said a hat on a hat kind of thing if you pair that with someone who is an even better actor Mm -hmm. you know and so she's never suspects because she always thinks she's playing other people Mm -hmm. and she's acting and she's doing those kind of things that's where I think that Elijah Wood's character is eventually not going to be at all who, what he's saying. We have no reason to trust. We have no reason to believe like any of the things he says are true. But I want them to be true. I want it to be like very, yeah, it wasn't his mother. Great. We get it. You know, yeah. like he is a citizen detective. He's into some maybe nefarious shit. He's like, oh, my attorney has instructions. Yeah, he's he's up to no good. Right. right? 
I I want that, but I but part of me thinks that it is all a misdirect to get us on his side the same way that they get Missy uh, mm-hmm. on his side mm-hmm. and he catches her off guard only because he needs to get to her, you know? Yeah. And the reason I think that is because of all the things that have happened in the first season, mm-hmm. she's the one that did kill someone to protect everyone else that they don't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. She killed a journalist. We haven't paid that off in terms of like, what the consequences are of that or anything, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of got away scot-free. I don't believe that, you yeah, know, it's like done. it's one thing for them to have killed Adam and that be a whole thing. And like that makes sense in the context of the story that we're telling and like mm-hmm. who they're doing, but this felt like almost egregious. And when you do that, you set yourself up as a character that is not playing by the same rules. You're mm-hmm. kind of chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't, farewell in our media you know right. and i feel like that is going to lead us to you know like this this guy's probably out like doing all this just to get to her unfortunately yeah i don't want that i yeah. hope i'm wrong <laughs> i i did think so not fbi related but i did think briefly that maybe he was a uh a private investigator in the same way that what was her name jessica was how jessica was hired by taisa i was like maybe this guy's hired by someone else too to almost do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's just, again, if you go to the, the Sherlock Moriarty dynamic, it's like they are uh, two people that are always uh, somehow slightly above everyone else and always just one step ahead. So how are you one step ahead of the person that's always one step ahead? And mm-hmm. I, I do think you're right. I would love a buddy comedy of uh, Elijah and Christina Ricci, but I don't think that's actually where this is going at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. We can't always get what we want, and we have <laughs> to we have to be aware of that when we're watching our media. But again, amazing performance, and then uh, what an interesting line that Crystal delivers to her about. She's like, "Well, what if I can't find the truth of the character?" Misty mm-hmm. says, and then Crystal says, "Well, then what my acting coach always says: if you can't find the truth, then you've discovered the." Biggest truth of all that we're made of lies, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's the underlying current of the entire, yeah. this season, if not the this episode, you know, we're, sure. we're made of lies. And what an interesting way to put that. And again, if that doesn't play out with Elijah Wood's character, then I don't know what, <laughs> you know, yeah. what else we're doing with that, you know? That quote pairs really nicely with something that, uh, his character says as well, they're going back and forth and she's like, he's hiding something. And he's like, we're all hiding something. I was like, no, you said it. You said it that I don't, that I don't, you know, that's not just a turn of the phrase, even though it is in this moment, it's like, we are visiting that theme, especially through this season, acceptance, rejection. It's because we're all hiding something of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the fact that Misty has those two conversations as young Misty and then as adult Misty, and they both are essentially the same idea. Like, I think that's going to be a huge theme that plays through this season. Yeah. I think that's all I have on Misty. Yeah. Deciding something. Final character. I think let's, let's go to Shauna. What about Taisa? Oh yeah. Taisa. Well, we talked so much about her at the beginning. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's okay. um, yeah let's, I don't, I really let's talk don't a little much. bit about what's going on. I mean, you know, she, in the aftermath of the car crash, she left her, the symbol on the, it was clearly dark Taisa. That wasn't like a, like a, 
theory that was like right. very obvious, yes. like who caused the crash? It wasn't her. Right. You know? Um, and I think she's going, she's clearly going back and forth, struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Sees herself in a mirror. Cool shot. You know? Yeah. She says, go to her. And I think immediately I was like, she's talking about Van, but then right. she does the symbolism, like covers her face yeah. where the scars would be. Um, someone pointed out the same as the mask from Doom coming from the first season, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think, you know, indicating the scars, we know what that means and we're excited about that. Um, but I not, there's no any revelations, I guess, beyond the beginning that, you know. Yeah, or, no, I don't think so either. Um, I just like she calls. I like that we brought Jessica back into it. That at the end of the episode, she's calling Jessica and it's like, OK, so there now we're going to start to bring that into play because she's going to be like, why isn't Jessica answering me? Where is Jessica? Oh, she's like dead in her car. It's going to look like an overdose, like, mm-hmm. and all of that's going to start coming back up too. So I just like that we, that's all I want to say about Thaisa is that she's circling Jessica back in on things. I think the only thing that, uh, the only other thing I can think of is the fact that uh, later in the episode with the birds, mm-hmm. um, uh, Thaisa and a few of the other girls don't partake in right. gathering them. You know, so there's Van helps and Thaisa doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. So the rift is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's saying or like what's going to happen or or how that plays out. I'm assuming we're going to learn more about that when we meet adult Van. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but that rift is happening. Um, but yeah, Shauna um, dealing with uh, talking with Jeff about their relationship as usual, talking about um, how she doesn't, the reason she did the whole affair in the first place was to not feel like her boring self, mm-hmm. you know? And then what does she do immediately after they get in the car, they go, they, the, someone tries to take their vehicle and she in the same fashion tries to take the guy out, steals his gun mm-hmm. and, and holds him at, at gunpoint, mm-hmm. you know? Um, now we're seeing what, what Shauna wants this entire time, mm-hmm. you know, what it was always like about, she's just tired of she Like immediately we know because Jeff mentions it to Kevin later that they've been married almost 25 years. They got married pretty much right after they got back from the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she's been living this somewhat boring life for for how long, you know? Right. And she's just she's just tired of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that. He asks her, like, what, you're going to get us killed for our piece of shit minivan or something like that. And she's like, no, because there's quarters in there and also other bullshit that she doesn't actually believe like she's just searching for any plausible reason that maybe she would snap and like want to fight for that car back because she can't admit that he just wasn't listening right he wasn't listening when she said what she said at the diner like what 15 minutes earlier or 30 minutes or whatever you want to call it like Mm -hmm. like this it wasn't about the car (laughs) you know right Um, you wanted to do something spontaneous jeff you know, and she just tried to give you the energy, you know, he's. St- <laughs> well, if if we if we dig if we dig even a little bit deeper into that conversation, they both. 
uh, struggle with feeling boring mm-hmm. and that also the other person in the relationship finds them boring. And unfortunately, I feel that's more true for Jeff than Shauna. I feel that Jeff uh, has like a little bit of golden retriever energy. Like he he is very loyal. And I think uh, to the best that a human can, he actually does kind of love her unconditionally. There's a lot of acceptance there. He read all the journals. That means he knows any fucked up thing she did in the wilderness, including eating Jackie. Um, he knows about the affair. He knows about the murder. Like, and he's still willing to look at her and say, like, yes, and. Yes, and I still love you. Yes, and we're still in this together. Um, A for effort for thinking that going to fucking colonial Williamsburg and churning butter was going to thing that uh, got Shauna's wheels greased. But, you know, you can't be mad at him that for that. That doesn't do it for you, Shannon? I mean, I, uh... if you want to go churn butter, I'll I'll definitely go, but... No, <laughs> great. I'd, I'd rather go to Six Flags uh, or commit a murder. I guess. No, just kidding. Yeah, let's go steal a car. Okay, <laughs> you heard it here. Um, but yeah, so just interesting that he said, like, you know what? You're right. You put this on me that I was no fun because I didn't want to try strawberry lube, and that is the day that I accepted that I was going to be like this boring version of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's been 25 years of him feeling that way that my partner thinks I'm boring and that I'm okay to operate under these parameters. So if this show for me is so much about acceptance, rejection, and finding that other part of ourselves, I'm wondering if the more time he spends around Shauna and gets sucked into the whirlwind that is her internal world, if he's going to start finding those different things in himself too, as we move through the season. Um, Yeah. I kind of hope we talked a little bit about it in terms of like Shauna and how this is compared to like other mediums, but like this can be like the family that kind of breaks bad, you know? Right. Like if, if they kind of like embrace that, I don't know if that's where they want to go with the show or would they want to go with Shauna, but like even her, like taking an Uber and going out to go take matters into her own hands and, and get the minivan back with the gun that she stole. Mm-hmm. Such a, for me, that was such a, cool scene this is it felt right out of kind of like almost breaking bad Mm -hmm. maybe not as like expertly tense filled or written right but it's definitely like the the footprints are there Mm -hmm. right and i can't tell you shannon how many times i've seen this version of someone holding the gun to another person and we're locked in on them and we're supposed to be like are they gonna shoot are they not gonna shoot are they gonna shoot Anytime we see that in media, mm-hmm. I can always, I always know what's going to happen. This person's either going to shoot, they're not, like, I, we know based on who those characters are, what they want to tell us. It's a very big trope. I've wrote it in one of my screenplays. I'm taking it out. It's a very big trope mm-hmm. for the good guy to look at the bad guy and be like, no, I'm not going to be like you. And then take the gun. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, like, mm-hmm. and like call the cops instead or something. Right. This performance is so good. I actually did not have an inkling of what she was going to yeah. do. I had no clue was she going to shoot or not. Mm-hmm. I actually, and I didn't know what I wanted her to do. Right. And I, that, um, if everything led to like that moment for her and, and if this was like a mid season, like that was a very, and the fact that we're on season three, I'm sorry, episode three mm-hmm. just shows like, I hope I can't wait. I want to see more of this journey. Mm-hmm. And Melanie Linsky blew that out of the water. Oh yeah. That, 
the, everything was on her performance and then even the way she dealt with it afterwards, you oh, know, like, yeah. oh, like the release. So good to me. That I agree. Was, like, you, can, you don't have that without Mel Nielinski's performance, you know? Absolutely. Um, would you take that over The Last of Us performance, Shannon, or? <laughs> Not over, but yeah. in addition to. Sure. sure. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Really expertly done. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Very, very different characters. You know, I think the her character in Last of Us, we knew what she was going to do because yeah. she's done it. She went and she just took yeah. the shot. You know, no clear indication. This one, I had no idea. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. Right. And just the differences, too, of in The Last of Us, it's almost wilderness. Like the rules of society are different. Whereas she is about to quite possibly murder someone just in like 2023, like in, in the, in the parameters that we exist in right now. And I do really like the fact that, as you just said, I, if she would have shot that guy, I would have been like, yep, that tracks absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. So just beautiful. And when she talks, ah, yeah. When she says you got to like roll it back a little bit so you can get a really good grip on it. I was just glued to the screen. I was like, tell me more about how to peel the skin off a of body, Melanie Linsky. Cause I'm, I'm in it. I hope they did their research because I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe <laughs> maybe it. it is. Uh, I again to go back to like the kind of trope that we see, bringing it back to where Nat and Lisa have a similar moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think we know that like she's not going to stab Nat. We mm -hmm. just kind of know, like we feel yeah. it, right? We don't have the same kind of tension there, right? That's not a knock on the actress that plays Lisa. No. I think it's just. The way that we got there, it's like we're clear, we're not clear like what this scene is supposed to represent versus the other one, mm -hmm. um, uh, where we know like it's supposed to be like this forgiveness of Nat or whatever, right. and what Lottie's getting to, like we don't we don't think she's actually going to stab her with a fork, do right. we? You know, Nat might have if you switch, right? You know, but again, just to show like how we see this trope kind of play out over and over again, mm -hmm. and in this case, just. I, I think it's it was still really, really well done. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the the final final moments uh, with the, you know, the baby shower. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about Missy's performance and, um, you know, uh, Lottie makes a blanket. I don't know. Did she make the whole blanket? Did she just embroider it? I don't know. Where did she get those I materials? I like to think <laughs> that she did quilt it out of something. <laughs> she just has a like a, a what's the thing called that you you do the the <laughs> quilting on the you know what I'm talking about. You move it he's back and forth. He's making so many hand you gestures the, right now, and I do don't the, know what he's talking about at all. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. Not going to figure it out. All anyway, right. um, do you <laughs> okay, a loom? Are first, you thinking of the a loom? loom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, first off, um, <laughs> you know nosebleeds. You know, really weird. Is that a sign of unhealthiness going on within her body? Her mm. body rejecting something? I don't know how women's bodies work. You can tell me. Um, but, you know, it lands on uh, the symbol. Uh, and the symbol kind of looks like a, I guess, a girl in a dress, right? So if it were, then it lands like on the abdomen area. Wow. Did you not pick that up? Uh, I took it in a different direction but yeah I, I we don't know that it's represents a, a girl in a dress right. but if you if you take the circle and the triangle you can you can 
see a girl in a dress there, right? So pausing, when I see pausing it, on that real fast, that symbol, yeah, uh, Lottie's. Well, I'll call it Lottie's symbol, sure. but it's like the wilderness symbol. Yeah, I've also thought looks like a a person in a dress with like arrows coming into them. Yeah, sure. So yeah. yes, I'm totally with you on that imagery. I just didn't take it that far. Right. I well. It's I like just it. a thing I know. It's a, it's a thing drops on the symbol. Uh-huh. And like, if you were to say if, if it is a person or not, if mm-hmm. it's not a person, great, whatever. But if it were a person, that would be the abdomen area Amazing is where that blood drops. And that's when she drops the blanket mm-hmm. and she kind of like withers back inside, you know, mm-hmm. is this child going to be a stillbirth Shannon? Oh gosh. Is that the, you know, the, the voodoo doll-esque nature of the symbol, like is there a a vision almost in that sense of that happening? I just realistically have not uh, crossed stillbirth off my list. I think that would be a really difficult thing for her to go through, but just knowing everything that this poor girl has been through for the past seven months for pregnancy, like I don't think a stillbirth is out of the equation. Um, But I did not, I didn't read any of that. I read it more as... uh, if the woods want blood, she bled onto the symbol and then the woods gifted them with food. Oh, that's yeah. No, you're right. I didn't think about the <laughs> na- the order of events there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that, that could be it. That maybe it is like if as soon as you give the symbol something, it it gives back in a way. Maybe. Um, who knows? But I I. Both can also be true, I think, yeah, probably. Because, like, if the blood, because to me, that would mean that she technically sacrificed her baby mm-hmm. to get that, right? The giving of the blood and in the visual manner that it happened is a promise to the wilderness that you can have this. Yeah. For, and that, and it's going to take that. And a little bit of possible supporting evidence, uh, we know that Misty's monologue is about a dead daughter. Mm-hmm. So if Shauna has a, a stillborn daughter, that would be foreshadowing. And then the sac- again, the sacrifice is the kid. She bled and then the kid has to return back to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think all of that circles through quite cleanly if we wanted it to. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, that was the other thing. We have to answer, I guess, to me, we should always check back in. Do you think there this is supernatural, these birds falling, or do mm-hmm. you think it's just a phenomena? Because I guess we can imagine, as Misty said, you know, their navigation could have gotten fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they were, like, frozen. They flew too high, and yeah. it's very cold, and maybe they just froze to death and mm-hmm. then just fell. It's just complete coincidence. You could always write it off. I think... The creators and the showrunners want you to always be questioning this. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too, but I um I wanna have fun. I want it I I don't want it to all be easily explained away. I want the woods to like mean something. Um and yeah, I just I I want it to be, if not supernatural, just some something about the wilderness. The wilderness is special, and I don't think it's just, you know, science is happening and therefore things are happening. Sure. I am always a big fan, unfortunately, of like, oh, supernatural things are happening. And then eventually it turns out it was all just coincidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that we're towing that line so much. There are definitely things where I'm like, something else is happening. I mean, because like 
we see the other Taisa. We we see the visions that Lottie are, is having, you know, and they're not they're not those are not just coincidence, you know. No. But they are in their own heads, so we don't really know. Like, it could like, be a psychotic. You know, break. are they both just crazy? I don't. You know, <laughs> but I don't want craziness and mental health to be like the big thing here. You know, like I want it to either be supernatural or just mm-hmm. like coincidence, right? Um, but I am always, I think, going to lean more towards um, this is just not supernatural mm-hmm. until something. For sure shows me that it is. Yeah. You know. I think my favorite take would be um, that the shared trauma of being in the wilderness has manifested differently in people. And mm-hmm. maybe the symbols there were from other people existing and believing in whatever they believed in. But since like Lottie is already predisposed to like have visions and, and have these different things happen in her psyche that of course she would pick up on this and make it something. And when you're trapped in the wilderness, you would buy into it like a religion if it's something that you feel is keeping you alive. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a really fun way to play because like you said, we toe the line so closely, we can write off a lot of what is happening uh, either through uh, like me- like mentality and psycholo- uh, psychology instead of uh, omnipotent presences, but and unfortunately, who's to say that um, Taisa, even though she, we are recognizing her sleepwalking, and Van has noticed it more, and mm-hmm. we've been uh, present for it a lot more often. For the two months before when they were out there, or even like before they even found the cabin, or before they even went up to the attic, mm-hmm. who's to say that she didn't sleepwalk and make the symbol herself? in the tree and the other places before anyone could notice yeah. it, you know, before we noticed it, Ooh, you know, that's interesting. I, I don't know that that's it. No, that's a fun um, idea. I'm sure the symbol pops up in other places. I, I mean, it popped up where I'm sure where Lottie in the underground thing, whatever it was, I still don't know what that was. We'll figure it out next yeah, week, we'll I think. There. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like that, I mean, it's just, it could always be a possibility, you know, like the thing, the man with no eyes is leading Thaisa to the symbol mm-hmm. is because it's creating the symbols. Right. You know, um, in some way I, who, who knows? I, you know, that's, that's the big mystery. There's a whole yeah. lot of things that these things could be and again right. in a mystery box show. It could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, um, anything to talk about for next week, anticipation, things like that. Uh, adult man. Sure. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Adult Van and seeing how that plays in because uh, we know Van was the most accepting of Thaisa in the wilderness so far. Um, so I'm excited to see and hear more about how that all broke apart and then hopefully we'll come back together. Mm-hmm. Um, also looking forward to possibly the payout of realizing that Jessica's maybe missing or dead um, and and seeing, I hope, Misty get to Lottie's compound. I don't know if all that's going to happen in the next episode, but ideally like those are the things that I'm looking forward to is at least a little bit of a road trip between Misty and uh, what's Elijah's actual character name. Walter or something. I don't Walter. remember actually. Uh, that might be wrong. Randy was the guy he interrogated and I didn't write down <laughs> Elijah Wood's name because he's just always going to be Elijah Wood to me. It doesn't, Elijah. Matter. doesn't matter what that name is. Um, also, like even though I just to bring it back, she's like, Oh, yes, I know your name. And he's like, oh, how do you know my name? 
We don't know that that's his real name. It's very true. He just throws that out there. You know, again, can be like a, a little breadcrumb and be like, oh, yeah. you did get it right, Misty, mm-hmm. because I know how you want to be right right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm just saying we don't actually know that that's his name. Uh, his ship name is the Great Expectations, though. That was confirmed. Um, so is there uh, symbolism there? I don't know. Let us know. Uh, email us at codebandedcontent at gmail.com. You can always message, talk, chat in the Discord that I have set up. Vulgarian Order. We do record this live every week where you can join in the chat room or hang out with us afterwards, do a little Q&A, as it were. Um, you can always comment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can join in the polls on Spotify. Who do you think is in the running for the Antler Queen? That's going to be the running poll, uh, okay. I think, every week until the end of Yellow Jackets. Because why not? We'll just keep That's bringing it back. Idea. I don't think there's a reason. Because I think it's going to keep fluctuating. Mm-hmm. You know, Shannon? It's going to fluctuate who it is. Um, in the meantime, uh, I believe that they'll find us on social media. You know, all the links are in the description. Do all that kind of thing. Um, Shannon, uh, I'd like to ask you and our uh, viewers out. Um, for next Friday mm-hmm. to watch uh, Yellow Jackets episode four, will you uh, go on a, a fourth date with me? I will. Oh, great. Well, we'll see you there. Mm-hmm.